Now, excuse me there, Mr. Carl Grayson. I'll tell this little girl all about this year's situation. Now, honey child, you knows that you always seems to break the, uh, well, the very kind of soul of our heart with a hasty word that you just can't seem to recall. Honey child, honey lamb, honey baby, honey doll, honey pie. Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s, with yours truly, Glenn Robison. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more, on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone, and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this week's show, we're celebrating the natal anniversaries of Vic Myers, Harry Guys. Charles L. Cook, and Eric Coates. And we'll have a vocabulary lesson. Last week, September 7th, marked birth in 1897 in Little Falls, Minnesota, of bandleader Victor Aloysius Myers to Joseph L. Meyer and Mary Magdalena Brick. He came from a musical family. His father organized a singing society, and his mother was a piano teacher. When his father died in 1904, his mother moved the family to Oregon, and Victor played drums in high school bands. By age 20, he had organized his own 10-piece band and landed a contract to play at a major dance hall in Butte, Montana, adding an S to his actual surname of Meyer. A couple of years later, he moved to Seattle, Washington, and played at the Trianon Ballroom, the Rose Room of the Butler Hotel, and his own Club Victor. In November of 1921, Myers married Goldie Irene Pitcher, and they had two children, son Victor Jr. and daughter Mary. Myers' recording career began with Brunswick in 1923, and he was heard regularly on Seattle radio. In 1932, as a publicity stunt, Myers ran for mayor as a joke candidate. He came in sixth out of ten, but later that year decided to run for lieutenant governor, an office he won. His first official act as lieutenant governor was to lead his own band at the governor's ball. He was elected to five terms and was later twice elected as Washington's Secretary of State. If you find yourself around Cooley City, Washington, you can play a round of golf at Vic Myers Golf Club, go fishing at Vic Myers Lake, and if you catch any, serve them up at a picnic at Vic Myers Memorial Park. Vic Myers died May 28, 1991 in Seattle and is buried at Mount Olivet Cemetery in Renton. Here are three from Vic Myers. (laughs) ¶¶ 
If you just looked at the playlist for this week's show, you might have been taken aback by that title, Bow Down to Washington, an unfortunate title in the current political climate, but as you could tell from the music, it has nothing whatsoever to do with Washington, D.C., but is the official fight song for the University of Washington in Seattle. It was written in the fall of 1915 by Lester J. Wilson, class of 1913, who submitted it in a contest sponsored by the University of Washington Daily and won a prize of $25. Vic Myers and his orchestra made their recording of Bow Down to Washington June 23, 1928, and it was issued on Columbia 1456D. Before that, we had a sad record. Sad, written by Art Kenton, no relation to Stan, Bob Gordon, and Vic Myers. Frank Bessinger was the vocalist, and yes, that was Harry Reeser on banjo, on Brunswick 2800, recorded December 2, 1924. We started our little tribute to Vic Myers with Tell Me What to Do, written by Bill Zimmerman, James Taft, and Vic Myers. Vic Myers and his Hotel Butler Orchestra, May 7, 1924, on Brunswick 2733. I'm Glenn Robison, and you and I are listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. September 7th also marked the birth in 1896 in Chicago, Illinois, of Harry Earl Geise, G-E-I-S-E, to Charles Fremont Geise and Hattie A. Nelson. In 1918, at age 21, he was married to his wife Mildred and working for the Marsh and McLennan Insurance Agency in the Insurance Exchange Building. He was still selling insurance in 1920, but in April of 1923 began his radio career as staff pianist and assistant announcer at Westinghouse radio station KYW. There he met Wendell Hall and went on tour with the red-headed music maker, with whom he wrote nine songs, billed as Wendell Hall's Jazz Pal. The following year, he was announcer, pianist, and entertainer at WQJ, where he wrote his famous How Do You Do song, which will be the subject of a future segment. He was known as Happy Harry and the golden voice of the Midwest, and in the late 1920s was the first announcer for the Amos and Andy radio show. Guys worked for numerous radio stations, including WIBO Chicago, KDKA Pittsburgh, WJZ Baltimore, WEAF New York, KSTP St. Paul, and KMTR, KFWB, KFI, and KNX, all here in Los Angeles. He has three film credits to his name in the mid-1930s for And Sudden Death, Absolute Quiet, and Public Enemy No. 1. In 1942, Guys was working as an entertainer at the Silver Dollar Cafe on South Main in Los Angeles, and he died June 22, 1953, in L.A. Harry Guys composed at least 23 songs, including these. Boy, John. 
time to pucker up your lips this way and whistle. Life worthwhile if you whistle when you're blue. There's Vernon Dahlhart with some good advice when you're blue, whistle. That was Jack Stillman's orchestra from Edison Diamond Disc 51531, made April 1st, 1925. The words to Whistle When You're Blue were written by Jerry Sullivan. Before that, Wendell Hall with the Virginians under the direction of Ross Gorman and Blue Island Blues, written by Hall, Guys, and Emery O'Hara. Victor 19226 was waxed October 23, 1923, and New York Times critic John S. Wilson described it as a striking and colorful original composition. Blue Island in Blue Island Blues refers to the city of Blue Island, established adjacent to Chicago in the 1830s. Ethel Waters started the set singing the Wendell Hall lyrics to Brother You Got Me Wrong. She tried it three times on April 29, 1925, before coming back to the studio a couple of weeks later on May 13th, when she got it right on Take 5, issued on Columbia 433-D. Unlike most early jazz musicians who called themselves Doc or Professor, Charles L. Cook had a genuine doctorate from the Chicago College of Music. He was born Charles Leonidas Cook, with an E, on September 3, 1891, in Louisville, Kentucky. He formed an eight-piece band at age 15 and, in 1910, published the first of his 30 or so compositions, Maybe I'll Come Back. He was conductor and musical director of the orchestra at Paddy Harmon's Dreamland Ballroom in Chicago from 1922 to 1927, employing many of the city's top musicians. From there, his orchestra was at Chicago's Municipal Pier and the Casino Dance Hall at the White City Amusement Park, usually billed as Doc Cook and his 14 Doctors of Syncopation. His recording career began in 1924 for Jeanette, where he cut six sides. He also had one session at OK and four at Columbia over the next four years. The band broke up when all of their instruments were stolen from the bandstand during a break at a marathon dance contest. Cook then moved to New York, where he worked as an arranger for dance orchestras and for Broadway, and was staff arranger at RKO and Radio City Music Hall until the early 1940s when he retired. Charles L. Cook died Christmas Day, 1958, in New York City. Here are three from Doc Cook and his 14 Doctors of Syncopation.
Foot. The title shown correctly on the label of Columbia 1070D with a hyphen, recorded June 15, 1927. Slewfoot was written by Joe Sanders, who recorded it with the Coon Sanders Original Nighthawk Orchestra on December 13, 1927, singing the Al Lewis lyrics. Before that, I Got Worry, Love is on My Mind, written by Peter DeRose. That's from Columbia 1430D, March 30, 1928. We started our tribute to Doc Cook with the flip side of I Got Worry, recorded in the same session, Hum and Strum, Do, 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 That's What I Do. The vocal trio singing the Billy Myers lyrics were Elwood Graham, William Dawson, and Joe Poston. Elmer Schobel wrote the music. Although Doc Cook played piano at his ballroom appearances, he apparently chose not to perform on any of his recordings, acting only as band leader. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. As a public service, it's time once again for a Rapidly Rotating Records vocabulary lesson. This week's word is hypochorism, H-Y-P-O-C-O-R-I-S-M. First appearing in print in 1850, hypochorism is a noun meaning verbal sugar, a sickeningly sweet term of endearment, adult baby talk, or simply a pet name. Kind of like you heard at the beginning of the show. And here are a couple more examples of hypochorisms. Hope you're listening to Yes, I got a bone Said I got a bone No, it ain't in his eye Say you better get wise Cause I'm having fun Here's the reason why There's nothing sweeter than a sweet, sweet, sweetie Who and sweet, sweet nothing to you Be cuter than a cute, cute, cutie Cuddled up and rooted to you 
couple of musical hypochorisms. We just heard Jane Gray singing Cliff Friends' Hello, Cutie, 
from Harmony 357H, February 16, 1927. Accompanying Jane on piano was Rube Bloom, except that wasn't really Jane Grey, but Peggy English. That was preceded by Ruth Edding and There's Nothing Sweeter Than a Sweet, Sweet, Sweetie, written by the trio of Lee Terry, Larry Shea, and George A. Little, and recorded by Columbia on April 14, 1926, issued as catalog number 764D. Last week I played Calling All Workers by Eric Coates and mentioned you'd be hearing more from him this week. That's because Eric Francis Harrison Coates was born August 27, 1886, and is getting a slightly belated birthday segment. He was born in Hucknall Torkard, Nottinghamshire, England, to William Harrison Coates, a physician, and Mary Jane Gwynne. His father was also a flautist and singer, and his mother an accomplished pianist, despite which, although Eric displayed obvious musical talent at an early age, they discouraged his desire to pursue music as a career. He began taking violin lessons at age six, but several years later switched to the viola, and his parents eventually allowed him to enter the Royal Academy of Music. In 1908, he joined the Hamburg String Quartet and played viola in prestigious orchestras until 1919, when he began composing full-time and was in demand as conductor of his own works, primarily orchestral suites, fantasies, marches, and waltzes. He made his final public appearance on November 28, 1957, and died of a stroke on December 21st. Here are three from Eric Coates.
We begin our tribute to Eric Coates with probably his best-known tune, In Town Tonight, also known as the Knightsbridge March, from his London Suite. It was performed there by the BBC Dance Orchestra under the direction of Henry Hall on February 15, 1934, from Columbia CB 716. That was followed by American opera singer, actor, and filmmaker Thomas Chalmers singing Fred E. Weatherly's lyrics to Coates' tune, Our Little Home. That's from an Edison Royal Purple four-minute celluloid cylinder recorded June 24, 1918. This Eric Coates segment is a serendipitous coincidence because in putting it together, I came across the last record in the set. It's a recording made November 15, 1944 on English Decca K1110 of Coates conducting the National Symphony Orchestra in Kingsway Hall, London, in his work, Princess Elizabeth, The Youth of Britain March. It's the third movement of his suite, The Three Elizabeths, honoring three royal personages named Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth I, Queen Elizabeth, wife of King George VI, later to become the Queen Mother, and Princess Elizabeth, who, of course, became Queen Elizabeth II on February 6, 1952, and passed away on Thursday. Rest in peace, Your Majesty. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. If you had half as much fun as I did, then I had twice as much fun as you. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. <laughs> ¶¶